everybody. My name is John Campbell. This is the Like David Project podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the first podcast. This is the very first one. So you are lucky to be at the beginning of something awesome. Um, what we're going to do is talk about what the Like David Project podcast is about, what the future holds for the Like David Project podcast, how you, the listener, can play a role in the podcast. This is open to everybody. We want you to be involved. We want you to come in. You can talk, ask questions. Um, at the very least, listen, uh, which you're doing now, so you, you're you on your way <laughs> to being a great member of the Like David Project. Um, we're putting a lot of stuff together very quickly, a website, Twitter account, Facebook account, uh, and all that is so we can connect. So you, the listener, can ask questions um, about the, the podcast or uh, for the podcast, really. Uh, what the Like David Project podcast, just in a quick quick synopsis from John Campbell, um, is that what we're going to do is have you, the listener, ask questions and then have Myself, Matt Ogle, our pastor here at Cornerstone Phoenix Foursquare Church, the church that's hosting the Like David Project podcast, and James Knox, um, sit and talk about whatever questions you have, and we need topics, we need stuff from you, uh, anything from, I mean, we had some crazy ideas, and where this kind of spawned out, just a small little story, is I was, not only, not only recently have I been getting into podcasts, but uh I was talking to Matt about the show that I saw on the History Channel. It's called The Universe. It's fairly popular. I'm sure many of you have seen it. Um, but it does, it tackles a lot of these hard questions to deal with the universe as time travel, black holes, uh, laws of physics, and um, the sun, when it's going to expire, things like that, and, and how what science proves. Well, I have a lot of, you know, through watching that questions, obviously as a Christian, a lot of, or through watching that TV show, a lot of questions were raised as a Christian. How would time travel uh, coexist with Christianity or, or what would Jesus think of that? I don't know. Um, but as you could imagine, there was a lot of insightful discussions that I had with Matt and James. Those are kind of my two mentors, my pastor, Matt, and uh, my mentor, James. Um, so, you know, through having those conversations, I thought, and that was just one of very an extensive amount of conversations that I've had with Matt and James that are really interesting. I thought, man, that is really where they shine. That is the, the way, the insight that they have on on different topics, such as Revelation or the Bible. It's just, I wish... Other people could hear that. I wish I could remember it just so I could tell my friends about it because I, I usually take it back to my friends. Like, we were talking about time travel, and, you know, this is what my pastor said about it, and it's always awesome. It's always really insightful and something that I use and, and don't just throw away. Like, you know, their their insight both has been, has been a huge uh, part of my life so I wanted to and with with getting into podcasting which is a whole other story I could tell at a later date uh, I thought what better way than to to show the congregation or show anybody that really wants to hear uh, these conversations that we're having um, and include them you know um, I know there's a lot of people in the church and our church here at Cornerstone that have 
you know, awesome ideas about, and awesome questions that they, they have, they have being needed answered. Um, so this gives you an opportunity to ask any question you want. You can do it anonymously or, uh, put your name on it. We can give you a little shout out on the air, if you will. Not really on the air, but, um, and the podcast is cheap. It's that, you know, it allows anybody to have their own radio show and we're not radio hosts by any means. I don't know how to talk very well in front of people or, uh, in, in especially on a, um, radio. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about how to start a radio show, obviously, but I'm trying. I mean, it's easy to do. All you gotta do is talk. So it doesn't cost nothing to talk. So Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. And so the very first podcast, what we have here today, I just wanted to kind of ask James and Matt some questions about the Like David Project, what what the reason is behind the name, and uh, what the plans are for the podcast, and uh, just to give you, the listener, an idea of what it is so you can know what to expect. And so earlier in the week, I sat down with Matt and James, asked them a couple questions about the Like David Project. Podcast, and I thought for the would what would be a better first episode than to air that that conversation we had. So I uh, hope you enjoy listening to myself, James Knox, and Matt Ogle talk about this, the Like David Project podcast. And we're gonna have something else for you next week. Uh, I'm not sure what yet. Uh, keep your eyes glued to Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Cornerstone Facebook account, the Cornerstone Twitter account. Um, and that way and look for stuff for like David project podcast. And once you get on there, just, uh, look at what we put on there and, and, and respond and interact. And the more you interact, the more successful it makes this and more interesting. This is for all of us. So we can all, uh, kind of hold a conversation throughout the week. Um, this brings church into your, into your homes, into your cars or in your, your, your workplace uh, instead of just having church on Sunday morning this this allows you to interact with your pastor and other church members throughout the week so uh, take heed <laughs> make it awesome because we need you uh, every one of you so and we really just want to build a relationship through podcasting I know it sounds weird but I think I really have a vision that will work out so anyways back to, to today uh, I sat down with uh, not today but Today, what you're going to listen to is from earlier this week when I sat down with Matt and James. We talked about the Like David Project podcast, uh, kind of where it's going. Uh, hope you enjoy, and again, thank you for listening. Today, we're going to look at what the Like David Project is and means. Matt, where did you come up with the name Like David Project, or why did you come up with the name? I have always loved the character of David, the shepherd boy that rose to be the king of Israel. And I love that in the New Testament, it said that he was a man after God's own heart. And from an early age, I wanted to emulate that same heart, uh, uh, just of being obedient to God, following what God says. It would be a great testimony for every one of us to be able to have people say that we were men and women after God's own heart. So uh, in my mind, the Like David Project is an attempt to to always be thinking about God's heart in in matters and to to be looking at things from God's perspective and to be pursuing God with all that we have. And it's a project because we don't always have strong definitive answers on every subject, but every day we we work a little bit harder and uh, we work a little bit more passionately towards being more like God. Um, James, why don't you 
give us a little bit of insight on, on David and being like David? You know, as you're talking, man, I'm thinking about that verse, above all else, uh, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. And knowing that all of my thoughts, all of my ambition, all of my drive and passion kind of filters through my heart, uh, I realize how important it is to have my heart right before God. And I just love David. He was, he was a man that uh, he messed up some in his life. But he, in the midst of everything that he did, he still had a heart for God. And that's what he was known for, having a heart for God. And I know that that kind of applies to my own life and, and others that I talk with, that, that even though we're not perfect, I can always return to the guarding of my heart and knowing what's going on in my heart. I know that I can just, uh, I can pray one of the, prayers that David wrote about search me, O God, and know my heart and try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked way in me so that I might be able to be led in the way that's everlasting. And I know that I can, if I just return to my heart, if I'll guard my heart above all else, then I'm going to have a chance at having a heart for God like David. And in, in light of that, too, I remember that in Psalms where it says that David led the people with the integrity of his heart and the skillfulness of his hands. And uh, that, that, too, speaks to me just of, of leading with your heart and being right before God and then doing the best you can uh, with the skills that you've been given. And, and David did both of those. And he was you know, a skilled musician and a, a, a strong warrior and a, a great poet and all of all of those facets of his life were all different expressions of that heart that he had, the heart that God had given him. And I even think when you referred to David messing up and, and sinning, and we could easily have called this podcast the, the Like Jesus Project, <laughs> but so, sometimes it helps to, to put it in terms that we can more easily identify with because Jesus was perfect. He was, he was sinless, and, and we're not. And David lived a life that, that was sinful at times, and he made huge mistakes, and yet that did not disqualify him from being called a man after God's own heart. And so that gives me, me hope as well. Yeah. And, and being like David, we are attempting to, to pursue God and to be more like Jesus as well. But we're also doing it from our perspective, of, from a human perspective of people that make mistakes and, and fail. And yet God does not allow that to disqualify us from being called his yeah. sons and daughters. You know, I think there's something in the human nature that follows that too. Because if you're just talking with people and you hear someone giving someone advice, they'll say a lot of this, well, just follow your heart. Well, just follow your heart. And so I know that if we're born again of the Spirit of God and we have the, the Spirit to help us and to lead us and guide us, and that's one thing, but maybe there might be somebody who, who's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and they don't, they've never come to know what it's like to know the Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them. But in their heart, in their heart of hearts, they, they're a good person and they want to be able to uh, follow their heart. I just think that there's something in our human nature that wants to follow our heart. Uh, that term gets used, to follow after the heart. And It's either the, the heart or the gut, like making a gut decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they both probably speak of the same innate uh, tendency that we have to, 
to think instinctively about things and and we can't always rationalize it our our minds don't always um put into words those inner feelings and yet those inner drives and urges really dictate to us our our actions and and how we think and so if our inner heart is to pursue god uh, then we will be able to instinctively do what's right and instinctively follow him even if it's hard to put into words So keeping what you said in mind, James, and what, what you both said, what kind of things do you want to talk about in the podcast in the future? What kind of things do you look forward to talking about? And uh, what do you think most? Well, I love the idea of uh, finding topics that are maybe trending out there. Maybe uh, from time to time picking something that's happening uh, out uh, like when the the tsunami or Haiti or or some crazy viral uh, YouTube craziness that's going on out there, right? Because I think that whatever people are talking about at the water cooler at work would be kinds of things that we could bring up and talk about them from the perspective of having a heart like David. Like, uh, how would I want to respond? What is my heart truly, how does my true heart truly want to respond to some kind of topic that's out there in the news, maybe? Right. And I think when you look outside the church, people want answers to those big questions, whether they admit it or not. Those things, those big questions of where is God when um, hundreds of thousands of people get killed in an earthquake? Where is God when when a tsunami devastates a whole community. You know, is God in those things? Can we trust a God that allows those things to happen? Those are the sort of questions that have always uh, plagued people and, and become a, a, an obstacle to them understanding God's heart. But, but those are the things that we can just discuss and, and maybe out of our conversation we can help point people to, to find the answers or at least to pursue the God who has the answers. So the Like David Project is taking current event questions and answering them or trying to answer them with the heart of David. We're you know, like Jesus, but you know we stumble, we're human, um, but all in all, we desire God. So Matt, where is God when a tsunami hits or an earthquake hits or... Thanks. <laughs> Didn't we talk about preparing it? Yeah, for yeah. Our I mean, Matt, so Matt, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> no, I think that, that that is a good good question. And off, uh, just off the top of my head, this is how I would start to, to answer that question. People wonder how a God that loves us, that cares for us, could allow something like that to happen. But... I also know that with or without God, hard stuff happens in our lives. Difficulties happen. That that life is is hard. I I would prefer to think that a God that loves us is preserving us more often than we even realize. He's keeping us safe. He's not allowing us to experience the full consequences of our bad actions, of our of our sin. And every now and again, there are these things where people experience death and they experience tragedy. But if if the Bible is true that we're all sinners and we're, we're all deserving of death, 
the fact that we haven't all yet experienced the full punishment for our sins is a sign to me of a loving God that takes an interest and helps guide us through. And I've, I've heard many testimonies of people that even at a young age, they began to hear the voice of God speaking to them. And, and when they were going through hard times and, and difficulties, they knew that God was with them, even if they weren't sure of who that God was or they hadn't yet developed a relationship with Him. They, they knew that they were being helped and aided in their time of difficulty. My mom has a, has a similar testimony uh, to that when she was a little girl. And she grew up always knowing that God had, had helped her through difficult things. And she, she was preserved and saved uh, in some dangerous circumstances by a God that loved her, that reached out to her even before she could um, articulate that or, or know his name or put it, uh, develop a relationship with him. And I, I think that God works on our behalf far more than we give him credit for. Doesn't that, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but doesn't that tie in kind of with the kingdom of heaven being on, on earth, you know, it's, it's here and it's not here, you know, the, the have and the have nots, you know, the good and the bad. Um, yes, that is a belief that, that we hold strongly to in our church that, that we're contending for heaven to be revealed here on earth, that there that the spiritual can break through into the natural and that we can see God at work here and now. And sometimes we pray and we've, we've had stories of being able to pray for people and see that immediate breakthrough of the kingdom of heaven, an immediate healing, an immediate sign, evidence of God at work. And there are sometimes we pray and we have to keep praying and we have to contend for what hasn't happened yet. But the, the, the belief that we hold is that if we choose not to pray, we're not going to see heaven. And so it's worth praying, even if that praying doesn't produce an immediate result. We keep praying and we keep believing, waiting for the kingdom of heaven to be revealed in its fullness. And, and so in that sense, the language that you're using, that the kingdom of heaven is both now and it's not yet. It's yet to come, that Jesus came once and, and his kingdom is coming again. And there's, there's a transition between the things that have been put in place when Jesus said that, that uh, after quoting Isaiah in the, the synagogue at the beginning of his ministry, he quoted Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news. And then he closed by saying, these things have been fulfilled in your hearing. He meant here and now, that right now those things have been fulfilled. And so we pray with that in mind, that right now we can pray for healing. We can pray for deliverance. We can pray for the oppressed to be set free and the, the blind to see. We can pray for the dead, that they would be raised back to life. But we also believe that the, the full extent of what he promised has yet to be realized. And so there's a, there is a sense in which we're praying for things in the future as well, believing that they will happen, but not seeing them. And that tension that we live in is just part of our everyday life. But it is our duty to pray, believing that it will happen now. And if it doesn't happen, that it will happen soon. James, any thoughts on that? Well, just if... If we view the kingdom of God as now, the kingdom of God as now, in other words, the kingdom of God began when Jesus came to earth. That, because the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. That's why we right. call it the, the kingdom of God. It's where Jesus Christ is ruling. And Jesus came with the good news, the gospel, the, the message of the Father that we can be reconciled to God and that God loved us so much that he would send his son 
to die for our sin and shame. And that's, that's really kind of the message of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God began then when people had the opportunity to come and accept Jesus Christ. In other words, when we say, Lord Jesus, I accept you, then we're allowing God to rule in our lives. We're allowing the kingdom of God to rule in our lives because we're turning over the lordship of that kingdom to Jesus Christ. So the rule and reign of the kingdom of God came when Jesus first came. And as Matt said, it'll be consummated on that day, on the last day, where, uh, where he comes back for his bride. But in between, the kingdom of God is still progressing forward. Uh, the Bible says, as, the, as, as, the, as we lay hold of it, as where we say in our own personal lives, I'm going to let Jesus Christ rule today right now over my mouth. I'm going to let Jesus Christ rule today right now over the events that transpire in my life. Because I have the heart of David, who is the heart uh, after God, I'm going to let the kingdom of God rule in my life with my decisions. And so the kingdom of God is now, in my life, right mm -hmm. now. The kingdom of God is ruling right now every time I say yes uh, to Jesus. Absolutely, and I uh, remember uh, in Romans, and I'll have to just paraphrase, but where it says that the, the creation eagerly anticipates the revealing of the sons of God. And so the kingdom of God is now, and it, it gets expressed more and more as the, the sons of God stand in that belief and pray for it and contend for the kingdom and, and be the light in the darkness and, and, and shine all the brighter because of it, uh, that the kingdom expands, the, the, the influence, the reign of Jesus Christ expands upon this earth as people live in the kingdom. And coming back to the question of, of disasters and, and suffering, um, what I was saying about God preserving us is that we experience both that immediate deliverance on occasions, that immediate uh, help from God. And, but we also see sometimes that the kingdom has not come yet, and we see the suffering that's a product of, of, our, uh, of life itself, of the difficulty of life. And the fact that there is suffering does not disprove that there is a God, um, just as, uh, or by comparison, the fact that there is good in life and that there is beauty and there's love, th those things speak very eloquently of a God that loves us and created a world for us. So, I, I think of Jesus' words where he said that uh, when he taught on the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, they're, they're synonymous, they're the same thing, uh, where he said the kingdom of God is near you. And I always kind of saw that in my mind as it's, it's, it's near me. And when, when he talks about kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, and he taught that in the context of the disciples' prayer, when they came to him and said, well, Lord, how do we pray? And in the context of that, he was making this connect, heaven to earth connection. And I realized that for me, what that meant was the kingdom of heaven is near. So in other words, it's always right there. It's, at, it's on the tip right. of my tongue. It's when I pray it. It's when I speak it. It's when That's I good. appropriate the kingdom of heaven. Because the heaven, it's like I can reach out and touch it. The difference between heaven and earth is a word. The difference between heaven and earth is something that rises up in my heart. And I just say, I know that the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of, of, of love and healing and wholeness and the things of 
the heart of Father God towards his people. And so I, I appropriate that by just simply making the heaven to earth connection by speaking it, by living it, by saying it out loud and saying, Father, in Jesus' name, bring healing. And I know that that's, that's coming from the heart of God from heaven, and I appropriate it here on earth, and I make that heaven to earth connection by the words, by the things I say, and the way I live my life, and the things that I do in my life. And isn't that one of the greatest things a Christian can do, is bring the kingdom of heaven to earth? Right. And that, that's what we're here for. Yeah. That's our mission. Right. That's the purpose. Yeah, that's our purpose, right? Yeah. Go ahead, John. These are the questions that, that people, that Christians want to know, and non-Christians want to know. Just, I mean, like, you know, asking why hurricanes happen or why disaster happens and it's not something that is you know necessarily brought up on a you know every Sunday morning you know um but it's it's I mean in my little world in my my life in my circle of friends that's probably the biggest and it's used as a rebuttal of belief why God isn't real you know why would God I mean everything is blamed on God Mm -hmm. why wouldn't God you know save my mother from a a burning house or you know why would my little brother have a mental disability or you know just things like that so I think that was really well put and those are the things that I you know want to talk about with the with the with the like David project to to attack the current issues and things that are going on in the world today with the kingdom of heaven in mind and just from a like David point of view. In fact, we would, if you're listening right now, we would love to hear from you and what kind of questions you have. You might be able to contribute something that we would talk about in the future. So please just send your uh, questions to likedavidproject at gmail.com. That's likedavidproject at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to maybe read your question and talk about it for a little while. You can also tweet us a question at L. David Project. You can go to Twitter and find us at L. David Project, too. And we'd be happy to respond to any questions by email or by tweet. What really excites me the most about the podcast, it allows our congregation and beyond Cornerstone to be able to converse and be fed and just interact other than Sunday morning during the week. Just It provides another ability for you, the listener, or uh, even us, to be able to converse with you. Um, so is there, what excites you, Matt, about the podcast? Well, on, in addition to the things we've already said, I also like that idea of us being able to talk about uh, our, our relationship with God, the issues of of discipleship and of righteousness and of pursuing God with all of our heart and and in any way that we can communicate that to our congregation or to a larger audience, uh, just expressing the heart of this church to pursue God, to pursue His righteousness, to worship Him with all of our hearts. Uh, If our conversation can aid that in any way, I would be really excited. And sometimes these days it's hard to get people to come out for another meeting, uh, another Mm -hmm. service. Um, everyone's schedules are busy. We're we're full of of demands upon our time, and and that sacrifice of coming out, 
uh, to the church again for another Bible study or another service might be too much for some people, but this is a great way for us to still connect with them and, and still provide a means of, of communication and, and interaction. So I'm excited for that possibility of sending it out on our on our uh, Facebook page and our, our Twitter feeds and, and getting more people interested in just hearing the heart of the church uh, and, and our heart for God. Yeah. Like David. Having the heart like David.